Welcome to the first of our Christianity A to Z podcasts. We did something of an introduction to this series last week, and you can go back and listen to that if you haven't already. But essentially, in this series, we're going to be having a think about key doctrines in the Bible, truths about God, and uh, we're hanging it on the letters of the alphabet. So uh, every week, we're going to have A, B, C, D, E, F, G, and a doctrine that corresponds to the first letter of, uh, of, of that. And today, we're looking at A, we're looking at adoption. Uh, I'm Tom Sweetman. I'm the assistant pastor here at Cornerstone Church. I'm with Pete Woodcock, who's the pastor, and I'm with Ben, who is our trainee pastor as well. So thank you, brothers, for joining us again this week. And uh, Pete, you're going to kick us off. Just tell us about adoption. Well, it it is is a wonderful um, start because it is a very beautiful thing, adoption, really. So Anne and myself and my daughter, we decided to adopt um, uh, a long time ago now. And uh, I think the beautiful thing is that you're bringing into your family uh, someone from an, from another family, um, but you are really bringing mm. them into the family. It's they're not a slave, they're not a servant, they're not just uh, you know someone that you're calling a son, but really isn't. They are actually legally become your son, mm. and you legally become their their father and their mother mm. uh, and their sister. Mm. And so it goes before a court, mm. uh, and it's quite a long, it's a very long legal process, and you have to go before a court, and you have to stand up before a judge mm. who uh, sits on his little thing with his wig on and everything like that, and we had to go through that. So that uh, he then um, says, this now uh, is legal. He is your son. Mm. You are his father. Mm. You are his mother, and mm. you are his sister. Mm. And um, and that's what happens. But it's a, it, so when I die, you know, uh, Carl can get the inheritance. Mm. And that's what he's after. Mm. That's Which what he's is being after. spent by you rapidly yes, at the moment. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. W- wonderful. So um, when we adopt, um, you know, we're, we're not just bringing in a long-term lodger no. who's living. It's a, they become either a full son or daughter, part of the family. And it's different to fostering, mm. you see. So fostering is that you look after someone, you care for them. So terrific yes. thing, fostering. Yeah. No, don't get me wrong, but it's different. Mm-hmm. Not there's a legal process going mm-hmm. on here mm-hmm. with adoption. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you. Um, and lots of that is how the Bible describes the spiritual reality of our adoption as Christians, isn't it, Ben? Do you want to uh, take us into take us into some verses to help us unpick that a bit? Yeah, definitely. Uh, Galatians chapter four uh, has a really lovely little summary. Um, which uses this kind of language to describe the relationship we now have with God. So Galatians 4, uh, from verse 4, But when the set time had fully come, God sent his Son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those under the law, that we might receive adoption to sonship. Because you are his sons, God sent the Spirit of his Son into our hearts, the Spirit who calls out Abba, Father. Mm. Yeah. Fantastic there, because... Uh, we haven't got on to God yet, <laughs> although you know, you, to do doctrine of the Bible without God would be mad. Mm. Um, but you see the triune God there, Father, Son, mm. and Holy Spirit. Yeah. And you see their whole purpose, their whole heart, their whole working is to bring people into the family of God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, 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 and that's amazing. So a Christian, and I think this is important, is not just a forgiven person. Mm. It are not just set free. So um, we often talk about, and it's it's good and a right illustration, that um, uh, we, we are forgiven of our sins like you're in a law court. It's been, you've been justified, mm-hmm. 
the sins have been dealt with. You are now guiltless before God, but mm. we're not set free mm. just to go out into a world where there's no home, where there's no family. Mm. What God does in setting us free is to bring us to himself, mm. into his family. Mm. And that's really important. Mm-hmm. Isn't it? Definitely. Yeah. It it's is, yeah. not just like sponsoring a child. You know, When yeah. you adopted, you didn't just send money monthly towards... Uh, your son's bank account it but it was you're now in the family you get to enjoy all the same privileges all the same inheritance all the same responsibilities as well Mm. now you're in the family you behave like Mm. we do as a family in in Mm. some ways as well and and the 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 intimacy in knowing god as father is incredible isn't it and you know when you look at other world religions and beliefs there is nothing there is nothing like this you know so i don't know how many names for god there are in islam there's a lot isn't there 100 yeah. or so um uh, not, well 99 and 99 then, and then there's one that a camel knows <laughs> only yeah. a camel uh, well that's the, that's, the, that's the theory <laughs> which yeah. camel well they don't know which camel, <laughs> no ask can't him. ask him yeah. yeah um but father father is not one of them and um this is this is a this is a wonderful thing, isn't it? The the intimacy with which we can know God, um, that He becomes our Father. We can talk to Him. We are His children. He is invested in us. He loves us. He cares for us. He wants to hear us speak to Him. He blesses us in Christ. Um, that the words here, Abba Father, um, are, are words of tenderness, aren't they? Of a child calling out to the Father. And so we don't relate to God um, as just a distant deity or one we have to summon and call down with our religious actions and and as christians we are no longer at war with him you know we're no longer his enemies he has overcome our sin and in christ brought us into his household and just knowing god in this way is essential to being a disciple isn't it yeah Um, and the delight of having having that father i mean mm -hmm. that that as you say that abba father is is very very intimate. He's not talking about some, you know, seventies pop band. Mm. <laughs> it's um, it, it's dada. Mm. It's daddy. It's the first words mm. that kids use. The mm. sort of stuff, you know, mm. mama, dada, mm. um, uh, saying, "I really am. Mm. You really, I am related to mm. you in mm. that way." Mm. Yeah. Mm. And it would be quite amazing if uh, if this was the case. This would be amazing in and of itself. That God has looked around for the best description. He can find of how he wants to relate to us and mm. he sees the father and the young child and goes wow that's pretty close mm. yeah. but it's beyond that it's better than that because he he designed that relationship mm. in order to express that truth about himself mm. so yeah. when we look at a father holding their child lovingly mm. yeah. god has designed that as a direct it's, picture it's of what he really wants helpful. to be for us yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah and that's what we were saying in the in the sort of introductory to this series is that this, this is the revelation mm. and you know even father son relationship or family relationship is an, is the revelation to us mm. and that's why um, you know there are many satanic and evil things to try to break up family mm. and break up the idea of a father and mm. a mother and a child and a son mm. and a daughter isn't there yeah. uh, because this world is 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 wickedly um, you know taken over if you like by satan that's trying mm. to break up this beautiful revelation mm. yeah it's an it's an assault on the way god images himself in family isn't it and uh, yeah that's really helpful so let's let's think about then um because one of the things we said in the introduction is what do, you know we want to try to help people see what why this matters and what difference these doctrines make in the christian life so perhaps one each you could just tell us um starting with you Pete, what what difference does it make to a christian 
um, knowing they've been adopted by adopted by God. Well, I remember when we adopted um, my son. Um, he he had gone from you know different to from foster home to yeah, foster home yeah. to foster home. Uh, I mean, great people. That does not belittle no. those foster homes. They were doing a, they were, uh, foster homes doing a wonderfully important job in our culture, and um, but they weren't adopting. And, and so he, he got the impression that, you know, if he was a bit naughty, he'd be moved to another foster home. And if he was mm. a bit naughty, he'd get moved to another foster home. And so I remember the first time I had to sort of tell him off properly uh, after we adopted him. And I did tell him off, and, and maybe too strongly, you know, mm. sometimes us fathers are, are not like our Heavenly Father. Um, and he said to me, is that it then? Do I mean? It's, I find this quite yeah, hard yeah, to, yeah. to say. Actually, mm. uh, is that it then? It, uh, will, will he? Will he have to move on? Mm. And um, I said, No, no. Mm. You're my son, mm. and you'll never have to move on because you're my son. You're you 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 really are my son, mm. and because I'm your father, I I, I need to discipline mm. you mm. to make you more like the family. Mm. That you've come into. Mm, yeah. mm. So this is it, it provides wonderful comfort, doesn't it? Because you know, if God has adopted us, even though He has to discipline us, even though we fail, uh, He is never going to eject us from the family. We're never going to come home one day and find that He's packed our bags and left them on the front drive. You know, we are we are in the family, aren't we? And so, no matter what we go through, both in our own battles with sin and in suffering. Um, God is for us, and God is our God is our Father. Um, ben, other things to add? Yeah, how this, um, how this helps. I, th- I think the church must look quite strange from the outside. It, it looks a little bit like a club that you attend regularly, and that you give money to, that you enjoy. It's sort of like a singing choir sort of thing. Uh, but actually, if you were adopted into the family, you become brothers and sisters mm. with uh, other believers, which is an intentionally um, uh, close sort of description for the relationship we now have with people mm. we're not just members of the same club we're not even say, the supporters of the same football team like you you know go and sit in the away end uh together and you're all singing the same songs it's way more than that mm-hmm. yeah. um and there's so much blessing in being brothers and sisters with people uh, it's a different level of relationship you have um people care about you as if you're family mm. they want to see you sort of grow in the family so if someone started if someone in, in your own if you if your own brother or sister in your own real family turned to you and said oh I'm starting to I feel like I don't belong in this family I feel like um actually I want to sort of be independent and sort of legally break free that your brothers and sisters would get around you and say what are you talking about and of course mm. you're part of this family mm. um you're a really valued member of this family we love you mm. uh and so being part of God's family mm. is exactly that and mm. and suddenly by no means of your own ability or goodness you are surrounded by brothers and mm. sisters who, who love you i think that's really good and that that whole point is built on the very right assumption that we are adopted into a family aren't we so we're not just god doesn't just adopt us as individuals yeah. for us to have our own personal experiences of him you know we only learn what he is as father as being part of the family and as you're saying there when you i was taught you i was thinking of um you know, um, when Paul is telling Timothy how he's to treat various people in the church, he says, "Treat young, you know, treat treat uh, younger women as sisters in all purity. Treat older men as far, you know, fathers." And um, he's to relate to them and to think about family categories as he's relating to them. So that 
that becomes our model for interacting with one another, doesn't it? The family. Yeah. Other things. To, any other things to say on that? I'm uh, sorry. What was the question? Um, we're just thinking about sort of, pra- you know, why this matters, why it's good to know well, this in the Christian the life. The fact that um, you can call God Father. Mm. So I mean, uh, you're not alone in the universe. Uh, you're uh, you're not trying to find your own way in the universe. You know, I've got to discover what life is about. Mm. You're in a family. You have God as a father. He's not just some theory or big spiritual superpower that I tap into. He's mm. the father. Mm. And Jesus teaches us this, doesn't he? Mm. That because of what Christ has done, we can call God our father. And there's mm. the hour. Mm-hmm. It's, it, it's not just my father. I mean, of course, he is my father, but it's our father who is in heaven. Mm. And so we're not alone in the universe. Uh, we can talk to um, our father who has plans uh, to bring us home. Mm. And so there's hope for home mm. as well. This mm. world is not our home. Mm. So don't settle here. Mm. We're looking to our Father in heaven and he's drawing us home. Mm. Mm. Have you ever used this, I'm just thinking about, because I know you've done years of evangelistic work and evangelistic talks. Have you, do, you, do you find yourself using this doctrine in evangelism, if I can put it well, that I way? I haven't can used it that, but I mean, I often go with the shocking word in one sense that 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 what are you are you alone in the universe mm. are you a bastard mm. um, i don't know whether that you can use that word <laughs> anymore, <laughs> no. but you know uh, what the, the the point of a bastard is that they have no father you don't know who your father is mm. you're an illegitimate person and that actually is how we're born into this world mm. and that's why we need to be adopted so mm. this is a wonderfully mm. evangelistic mm. thing that mm. god is father mm. and i wonder whether we got to talk more about about, see the word God yes. it doesn't really mean much does it it can mean anything to anyone it's almost devoid of meaning the word God mm. and I, I think more and more mm. we ought to talk about the covenant name mm. so in the Old Testament Yahweh uh, he's the named God that mm. has done these things in history mm. in the New Testament it seems to me that the the covenant name is 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 father he's mm. my father mm. Uh, yeah, mm. I think that's right, and I think that that is one of the ways that we. It's good to help people, isn't it? Thinking about our home groups and church members, um, if if they're coming out of church backgrounds, perhaps where they haven't been introduced to that language, that they may just say God and Lord and use very generic terms, um, but actually part of our discipleship for them is is helping them to in, enjoy the richness of the language that God gives us about Himself, isn't it? To know Him as Father, Son, and Spirit, distinct persons with distinct roles, and to relate to him in that in that personal way, um, I think uh, it's really important. I I, I remember a, a time um, that my son uh, sort of went through. I don't know quite where he got it from. I think maybe from those American films, <laughs> um, wh- where he started to call me sir. <laughs> and it might have been from school and stuff like that. And I had to say, don't call me that. I don't mm. personally like that. Mm. Um, don't don't call me sir. Mm. I'm your dad. Call me dad. Mm. Uh, because that that's a different relationship, isn't it? Mm. And of course, God is the Lord; He is the King in King uh, of Kings. But mm. He wants to be known as, and Jesus teaches us that as Father, mm. Abba Father. Mm. Mm. I think just to come back to a point that you made earlier uh, about Carl, I think I think the assurance that this gives us as Christians is is so wonderful, isn't it? Because I can't remember who it was. I remember hearing somebody talking about know it, n- knowing whether you're a Christian or not, how to know whether you're a Christian. And uh, he used this illustration of, you know, 
of, of being of of living living a day when he'd fa- you know he failed to live for God and you get, you get to the end of the day and you're just conscious of the sins that have gone before you the relationships you've messed up and yet as you put your head down on the pillow um, you you still know that you're a child you know that you're a child of God there's something I know it's sort of subjective but there's something that you know you still belong to God and they're in the family of God and I think that's what Paul is describing here when he says it's the spirit's role to testify to the heart there is a sort of God testifies in you that you belong to God and are a child of God and uh, that you know that's a wonderful well, I think thing that's where the, the, the whole sort of tri- triunity of God comes in mm. so it's the father's delight to be called father mm. and to bring that's his purpose is to bring us in mm. and then Christ why, why did he come where well, he came to bring us into the family by dying on that cross, by dealing with the thing that separates us mm. from the family, by making the legal transaction so that we're redeemed and brought into mm. the family. That's what that verse mm. is saying. Mm. And then, uh, that, that I mean, it's, it's interesting because we were talking about church, uh, and in Hebrews 2, it see, it, 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 there's this whole sort of delight of Christ. So for the joy set before him, yeah. talking about the cross, he endured the cross for the... For, for the joy set before what is the joy set before him that he would bring many children hmm. to the father and again you get that in in um, in that amazing psalm about the cross psalm 22 it's all about the horror of the cross and the mm-hmm. all that Christ is going through and at the end of that psalm there's this, this sort of glory as he's mm. he's bringing the children and singing uh, to God about the children mm. that he's mm. brought in. Mm. And so it's a, it's a, it's a wonderful picture of, mm. ch- of what church is, mm. brothers and sisters. Mm. And then, sorry, to <laughs> keep going. No, on, no. So you've got the Father's purpose, you've got Christ's whole purpose in, in doing it, and the Spirit is there to keep convincing us through mm. his Spirit word, the Bible, that we are his children, his, mm. his babies, his mm. Abba. We can keep calling him that again mm. and again. Mm. And... and it's Satan that's saying, you're not his child. Look what you did. You're not his child. Mm. Look what you mm. did sort of thing, mm. isn't it? You yeah. go back to a slave. Yeah. 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 So from beginning to end and into eternity, this is something that we're going we're gonna to be celebrating, isn't it? Um, perhaps as we wrap up, just thinking pastorally, um, you know, have, have you ever, well, you will have, um, met, met Christians um, or spoken to Christians who, for whom this, this father word has been a struggle, um, either because the earthly fathers that they've experienced have been so unlike the thing that we've been describing, mm. and therefore it's become, even the word is a bit of a stumbling block. Um, and, and if so, how have, you, how have you tried or how would we try to pastor people through that? Do you want to start, Ben? Yeah, I mean, personally, I, I used to pray um, when you're very little, you just pray, dear Jesus, don't you? Dear Jesus, thank you for my food. Amen. Mm. And please keep me safe. Um, and uh, then you sort of pray, Lord, and then God. Father is, is weird. It's not natural. You kind of have to be told. You have to have someone to encourage you. Well, you should pray this way because this is how Jesus taught us to pray. I personally have found, um, I found it slightly odd at first, uh, but have have enjoyed it more and more and i think my understanding of my relationship with the father has has increased uh as you praying is a funny thing isn't it because sometimes you pray to jesus sometimes you pray to god sometimes you pray but it it helps order 
your prayers, I think, to begin by praying to the Father. And then it, and then every, anything that you pray afterwards is always done in the context of this is your Father you're going to ask. You know, mm. it, Jesus says, which of you, though you're humans, would give, you know, wouldn't give a good gift to your children? How much more so your heavenly Father? Mm. And so when you approach God as Father, you suddenly go, I'm, I'm not just in the court of a king here, but actually I'm in, I've gone into my daddy's uh, office, you know. Um, I've come into my father's presence. Um, mm-hmm. So personally, it's helped me um, be perhaps more intimate with um, our heavenly father and I think understand him better and order my prayers better as well. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so, I mean, obviously there are some uh, wicked people mm. uh, that don't fulfill the responsibilities of what, what they are. Mm. You know, that the man that... Uh, has sex with a woman just in order to have his own way and she gets pregnant and he walks out. That's not a father. Mm. Uh, that's um, uh, the, 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 the abusive father, um, you know, or the drunkard father or the, you know, the distant father or whatever, the workaholic father that's never mm. there for his kids and so forth. Uh, you know, the world is full of this and they're all sort of abdicating responsibility. And we do have to be tender with people and show them that that what you've experienced mm. is certainly not what God is. Mm. But most people know that, yeah. And that's why they say he was an abusive father, and and they're they're comparing, uh, you know, what is a good father, uh, 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 what is a bad father, to at least this this projection of a yes. good father. Yeah. And so we know a bad father. Uh, therefore, there must be a good father. Mm-hmm. If you want to go down the sort of Plato route, mm-hmm. which I don't want to, but um, you know, so, th- th- so th- the point is then not to jettison the word, no, because of a bad experience, but rather to have it to let God redefine it for yeah. us in them. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. so everything you've known about your bad father, God isn't, mm. um, and uh, so, and people do need teaching and and, and tender over that. Mm. And, and as as Ben said, sometimes it's it will be hard for someone that's been abused by their father to call them father mm. but they need to keep looking at the scriptures mm. uh, we need to not just define it by our experience mm. that's why we need revelation that's mm. why we need doctrine that's why we need to be washed by the the revelation of god of who he is mm. that washes out our false ideas mm-hmm. yeah well thank you i think that's uh, loads of good ground covered there and um what a wonderful what a wonderful doctrine what a wonderful thing to celebrate that we can know God as father and how that affects how we relate to him you know how we pray every aspect there's really no area of the Christian life untouched by this is there so uh, thank you for joining us